The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire. Learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories you create. Our brand is about three things. Victorious in your life, contributing to society, and having fun along the journey. Seven Rock Life is a lifestyle that inspires and gives back with a mission to impact the world one life at a time. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this journey. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast Nation. Thanks for tuning in to the 23rd episode of this amazing podcast sharing around the world. And we just want to thank you for tuning in, for leaving reviews, for being you, for sharing this and using this information to become the best version that you can be. We're in 35 countries now and we are growing every single day. And uh, this is about being able to help people inspire the lives that they have, to find out the medicine that they have in their life. And that is what we are all about, giving back and inspiring people. We're actually on our way, as you're probably listening to this, to Africa, to Tanzania, to Mafia Island. We are going to be building our first school for our brand and being able to help people in that area around the world. And we're going to be building 100 schools in five years. That is our goal. And that's all thanks to our community, thanks to our tribe, uh, tribe living, we call it, a community that completes, that doesn't compete to become the best version that we can become together to make this world a better place. Uh, please check out also severrocklife.com. Every item that's bought on our website, another item is donated. We will be having our fall collection releasing at the end of August, so get ready for that. We also have our Living to Inspire festivals, livingtoinspire.com. Our festivals will be announcing our dates for our New York location and then also Miami for 2019. Those are going to be amazing, inspiring festivals with music artists, with comedians, with also speakers and TEDx speakers just helping you grow in the seven rocks of life uh, and you can also check out the seven rocks of life book on Amazon bestseller going around the world now going to be in Barnes and Nobles and airports in the next few weeks so we're just excited because this is about you this is about helping you become the best version that you are destined to be and uh, we appreciate you make sure that you every day you take an audit of yourself to find out what your medicine is Take this information as you listen to episodes, as you read, as you associate, make sure that you're out there figuring out what medicine do I have inside of me that I can give to the world. The world gives to us, but what do I give to it? And when you figure that out, that is when your first day of your life starts to begin where you start to have energy, you start to have excitement, and that's what it's about. So in tune into this amazing episode with my friend Brennan, owner of SandCloud, you can hear his story from, from going from the bottom from an idea to changing his life and his, uh, his family's life in the world. Love you all. Dream big, dream often. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to 7 Rock Life Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Zerko, and we are here in a beautiful evening and ready for an amazing, amazing show with my man, Brandon Libel. How you doing, brother? Doing well. How you doing? I'm doing good. We had an amazing day and it's been awesome getting to know you uh, over the past month. And uh, we decided to record a podcast to hear your story because he's got an amazing story and I'm going to give him an awesome introduction because really inspiring. You're how old are you now? I'm 28. 28 years old. And Brandon, just to give a little background, grew up in Long Island, East Meadow. 
and then ended up moving to San Diego, going to San Diego State. He is the co-founder uh, with two other owners of the, of the company of SandCloud, which yep. is an amazing, amazing company, SandCloud.com. And uh, they've been on Shark Tank. They uh, have done uh, at 25 years old. They actually, did over they did over a million dollars at 25 years old when he was started his company. Mm-hmm. And just a true entrepreneur, doing so many great things for uh, the ocean, for the marine world, and uh, and saving the fishies. That's hashtag right. That's right? right. Hashtag save the fishies. So you guys are in for a really really great episode. Hearing and understanding entrepreneur mentality, starting a business from uh, after college, and the stories. Because uh, I just got a little prelude of the stories. You said, "Do we got to record?" This. Oh yeah, and um, and and how we met and everything. So, Brandon, welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, today was a fun day. Yeah, we did. We actually played with my uh, my boy um, uh, Ryan. Uh, he was on a podcast a few episodes ago, and uh, they ended up losing. So, wow, uh, I know he's yeah. listening to this right now, probably when he's uh, in his car. So, we came back, right? We it, it was it was a very intense match. Of golf, you know, played match play, and we were you know. Epic comeback. Sometimes you have to come back on the back nine and finish strong. So shout out to Brian Lewis. Yeah, yeah, that. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but guys, you know, I know you're. You guys are in the car. You're you're driving. You're um, whatever you're doing. Uh, working out. Uh, definitely take notes on this uh, and just enjoy the journey. So, Brandon, give us a little background. Just growing up, uh, how it all started for you, and yeah. uh, where you're at now. So, um, yeah, great intro, by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, I grew up in East Meadow, about forty minutes. Uh, southwest from where we're sitting right now, middle-class family. Um, grew up, had great parents, two brothers, younger brothers. I'm the oldest. Went to um, went to East Meadow High School. Um, big family. My mom's side's big entrepreneur, Persian family. Um, they sell rugs. They own real estate. They they sell jewelry and toilet paper. They sell everything. They're, yeah, they're known for that. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they do a lot of great things. They're, they're just true entrepreneurs, immigrants, um, immigrant mentality. And then my dad's side is is um, they're the um, you know the nine to fivers. My you know they're more of the corporate world. They're successful as well. Really smart people. And um, I kind of just gravitated more towards my mom's side and was always working, delivering pizza, working for you know working at camp as a counselor, umping umpiring baseball games, and just always trying to make money when I was younger. So I feel like I just you know when I went to college, I just kind of embraced the the independence that I always dreamed of. Yeah. And, and kind of like slowly went the route of being an entrepreneur. It was part of your DNA. Definitely. And being definitely. around that community, that culture, and just your seeing your mom and family, you're like, man, it, it's like this is the way to live. Yeah. I more I was more into that lifestyle. I kind of never envisioned myself at a nine to five. I always wanted to do Why? Something. I think that I was I always wanted to do something creative. I wanted to I majored in film in college and my initial dream was to actually go to go to Los Angeles and become a producer, something in movies, something in just the creative world. I just wanted to to create something. Yeah. So um being able to leave something like for the world. Yeah. I was just I just didn't and I didn't see myself working at a you know, working at an office, you know, working at a desk. I just wasn't I, I wasn't never really good at taking direction. Mm-hmm. Um that's just, you know, just wasn't in my in my blood. How were you in school? Like were, did you have ADD? I was average. Yeah. I was average in school. Nothing yeah. spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad would say that I was I was an underachiever. I wasn't good at like standardized testing. I just I always wanted to finish the test as soon as I could. <laughs> um, but I was pretty good. I, I got good grades. Nothing crazy. I went to a, you know, a state school in San Diego. We'll get to that. But um, I was like average. I was like an average student. Yeah. And so so you so you went to San Diego. What made you go to San Diego? So I 
<clears throat> so half my mom's family actually lives in Los Angeles. And when I was very young, I used to, my parents would let me go to LA for a week every summer. And I'd spend that week with my uncle, my uncle Albert, shout out to Albert. <laughs> and he would, um, he would just take off from work for a week and just like take me to like have awesome adventures around Los Angeles. So I was, I was exposed to California very young. So even when I was in middle school, I was like, I'm going there for college. Like it was, it was a done deal. Like my parents knew that I was going to go to California for college. Yeah. So, um, and just the weather out there and just being able yeah, to just, enjoy. I was exposed like from Long Island, like being exposed to California yeah. at a very young age is like, it's kind of dangerous because, you know, you kind of see a new way of life, something exciting. The, the weather's amazing. The people are different. Mm -hmm. The way people talk, the, you know, the food. So I was just, I was kind of just, that was in my mind from the second I went there and, um, I was always preaching it from, you know, as soon as I got back to friends and family and, you know, luckily I got to go. Yeah. And my parents, you know, gave me a good opportunity to go too. And that's where you really start with your partners, right? With SoundCloud and, and, you know, and your guys brand and everything. Yeah. So, so walk us through like, so, you know, cause it was graduating, was it in school or graduating after? So in school is where I met my, one of my business partners, Steven, and, um, we were roommates senior year. We lived on campus in an apartment complex. Um, I actually, it was four of us. So me and my buddy um, Sterling both brought in a friend because we were going to live together. I brought in a, a buddy and then he brought in Stephen. So I met Stephen through Sterling and um, me and Stephen became friends. And we kind of always would just like brainstorm. I, like we were always talking about companies and like ideas um, when we lived together because we were graduating. We're like, what, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do um, to make money? So we were always like think of ideas and, you know, we became close and we graduated me and steven actually moved to the beach together um got an apartment in pacific beach san diego and it's gorgeous there it is i love it it's out beautiful. there yeah i lived there for seven years seven in years the same, in the, seven yeah in the same wow. apartment so um <laughs> so yeah we got we got jobs together at a life insurance company um so me and steven we'd carpool together to work come home to the beach and um we just like you know we were really young 21 22 we just party and go out all the time and go to the beach play you know play basketball and became really close. Like we, we kind of started adulthood together. You know, we turned 21 together. Our birthdays were three days apart. And, um, you know, I, we, we talked about, um, you know, this idea of a beach towel with a pillow. Like one day I'm at the beach and I'm like, Steven, why don't we, why don't we put a beach towel? Why don't we put a pillow inside a beach towel? And Steven was like, Oh my God, that's a great idea. Like, why don't we do it? So, like naive and so wait so you guys are just chilling at the beach and you just at the like beach. a concept an idea comes up like and then after work one day like we we're just exhausted from work <laughs> and we're, we're laying at the beach together like both like laying on towels and i and we had the conversation and we're like okay let's do it sounds great so the initial name was actually cloud nine like cloud mm -hmm. nine towels that yeah was, that was the name so we um we ordered some like towels from from a, like some discount website online these like Turkish towel like no not not Turkish these terry cloth towels and we bought these travel pillows we went down to the like local the local seamstress and had her sew the towel and then we stuffed the towel with a pillow and that was our first product that was it wow and um we ordered like <laughs> 50 of them it was like a piece of crap and then we like handed them out to friends and family and people like some friends bought them and you know it was, it was called the cloud nine towel that was the original product that was it and, um, like in between that and actually starting, you know, the company we have now was like probably over a year because like we were, we didn't know what to do. Like we, we were just trying to, we had no idea how to start this thing. And we're like at work at, at the, at the job we had, the corporate job, you know, 
um, selling life insurance over the phone, mm-hmm. which is a whole different story. We're, um, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do. And luckily we worked with all these people. We had a huge friend group at work that all supported us and like bought our towels and like were cheering us on. Like our best friends, we all worked on the same floor. It was like workaholics, kind of like, you know, like the show. We're all yeah. on headsets right next to each other. And um, that's where we met Bruno, our third business partner. So Bruno is five years older and he was the first person to ever buy one of our towels. No and, way. Yeah. So he was the first one to ever buy one of our towels. And he, so he was 27 at the time and we were 22, which at that time is like a big difference. Mm-hmm. He had some life experience. He saved money. He knew how to invest <laughs> in stocks. Isn't that funny how when, some, when you're 21, 22 and then somebody's 27, 20, you're like, wow, he's old. Yeah. And then you get to 28, you're like, whoa, yeah. I'm there. It's true though. It's like <laughs> it's from 22 to 27, you become a different person. Yeah. You know, you, you become kind of a grown up. And, um, so Bruno was the first person to invest, to, uh, to invest in our product and buy it. And in between that and the company, um, we, I quit the job. I, we all quit our jobs. Bruno went to travel because he hadn't even been in the company yet. So this, this was just me and Steven still. We had no idea what we were doing. So we all, so me and Bruno quit our jobs and Bruno goes to travel to Thailand for like three months and I sit on my ass and learn how to play the guitar. So in these three months, that's where I learned how to play the guitar. I just, every day I'm just like on YouTube learning. I'm like trying to figure out, I felt like I had a midlife crisis at 22, 23. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? So Bruno comes back and me and Bruno are hanging out one day at the beach. And he's like, you know, what's going, like, he's trying to talk about, like, what's going on with cloud nine? Like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, man, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I don't know. We don't know what to do. Like, it's just frustrating at this point. And then he, I'll never forget this moment. He throws me the ball and he's like, why don't you just call it sand cloud? better name and i was like something in me like something yeah, like, just knew happened in me i'm like oh my god i literally like dropped the football i ran to my car i went to pick up steven brought him back to bruno's and we started sand cloud that day wow you were 20 i was like 23 24 23 24 yeah and when you just when you heard the name you're just like that's it that was it yeah i swear to god like it's something something came over me and yep. we and then i'm like okay bruno's in like we're we're going to get Steven. Um, we're going to start this company. We're going to write out our business plan on a, on a napkin and execute it. And yeah. then I think a week later, Bruno moved into me and Steven's apartment. So it was the three of us. He slept upstairs um, in the little loft we had. He slept on the floor. And from that day on, we just, you know, we had a, we had a vision and we, we knew that we were going to make this work or we were going to die trying. Yeah. And I think that's what you have to do with what anything you do. It's the immigrant mentality. I talk about that in the book where when you come to America, you come from another, where, where are you? Um, Persian and what? What white, I saw you? Just white. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gringo. Right. Yeah. But Very white. you come here to American, you know, the American culture and you're just like, we're going to do it or we're going to die trying. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just go full, full throttle. Mm-hmm. And what made you feel okay with going into business with them? Was it just because of your relationship and the friendship? We were all friends. Had? Like we were all really yeah. friends. Like we were friends first. Yep. And I knew, and we all, we all had the same, you know, the same drive. We all wanted to start a company together. And it was more that we, we kind of needed each other at that point. Yeah. Like, cause none of us had any money. We needed, we needed each other. We needed to cook for each other. We needed to help with bills. We needed to figure out like what to do, split the tasks. You guys were tribe living. Yeah. Right? We you guys like, were operating together and creating this community and this team and this tribe and you said hey we're gonna we're gonna either make it happen yeah. or not we're like we're all married to each other pretty yeah. much yeah who's who's the better cook 
Bruno, for sure. <laughs> so Bruno cooked rice. Is because he, he's the older one? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Brazilian. He's, he's a good cook. <laughs> he comes from his, his, his dad's a good cook and taught him well. Um, he, we ate beans and rice for like a year. Bruno would cook like a huge, he had a huge pot that was like, <clears throat> like insanely big, like stupid big. And he would just cook like a month's worth of beans and just put them in Tupperware and freeze them. Wow. And we would just live off that for like, we would like go to Dollar Tacos. Like we cut our expenses. Uh, me and Steven drove Uber to make money. We sold all our furniture. We made our off. We made our apartment, our office. We bought a big white desk for the living room. We sold our TVs, everything. Um, and we just, we just became like a little family. That's so good. Kind of, yeah. You guys got to hear that because we're going to go into depth with this because this is really amazing and it really, it just it mo- motivates me, but it puts me in perspective of just like what it takes because a lot of people don't realize. So you guys have been around for five years now, right? Yeah. Right. About five years. Mm-hmm. Been on Shark Tank. We'll get into that a little bit as well. But the beginning phases, right? Because some people that are listening to this that are starting up a business that are already in the business and don't understand the grind. Don't understand delaying gratification. Don't understand what it takes eating the beans and you know and the noodles and all those things, right? Yeah. So walk us through the the first year, second year, going to you know that third year. So like walk us through what you had to do to get it up and going. Your brand, your business, and and anybody that's listening to this. Yeah. Well, first off, I actually so I might be the youngest person in history to cash out their four hundred one k. I was. <laughs> I was so after I left after I left the the corporate world I I probably worked there for like eight and a half months and I accumulated like three thousand dollars in my four hundred one k which is nothing yeah and I went to Chase Bank and I was so desperate to to, to for money that I actually like I just like told them give it to me like send me the check like I want it out so that's the I I think I I lived off that money for like a few months um you know. It's, uh, we, we ate like peasants. We, we drove Uber, you know, we sacrificed our weekends to, to make money. Everything was revolved around how do we make this grow? Oh, that was it. it yeah. Is this an asset decision or liability decision? Is this an asset purchase or a liability purchase to, to help this brand, help this company move forward? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we, we, we just like really helped each other out. It was, it was, it was a time in our lives where luckily we didn't have much responsibility. We didn't have families, no kids. Like, you know, we were fortunate in that respect that we were young and we could afford to get kicked in the teeth and, and come out alive. So it's not like we were risking at all. You know, our parents, I don't think anyone really like thought it was a great idea. You know, my parents were supportive, like in like a nice way, but mm-hmm. like no one believed in towels. Yeah. No one thought that our towels were going to lead to success. Year, yeah. They thought that, oh, maybe they'll like learn something. They'll like maybe get lucky, blah, blah, blah. But no one, no one thought it was gonna, it was gonna make it. Why did you guys know it was gonna make it? Because that's so important. You can't seek approval from everything and everyone. It's got to be approval from the inner core, right? I so think what? We, yeah, I think we just brainwashed ourselves to think <laughs> to make to think that this was gonna work. Like we're like, I don't really remember many times doubting it, even though I sh- we should have. Like if you like take a step back and like, is this really like towels? Or, like can this really become like a successful company just selling towels? Um, but I think that we were so just depleted from the corporate world and just so disgusted with our jobs, not saying that the corporate world is, is bad altogether, but wasn't for our, you. our experience was bad. Our personal experience was bad, yeah. um, that it, it made us never want to go back. Like I applied, I was going to go teach English in South Korea, you know, after I left, I was so just like demoralized from my, my past eight months. And I'm like, I need to like leave the country. Yeah, you felt so restricted of what you can do, what you can be yeah. in that world. Yeah, and I think yeah. that it's a blessing that my my experience was so bad. Like my managers were just so horrible. Yeah, 
that it it's it's what gave me like the wake up call that I needed instead of like wasting more time. What what books or things were did you have? Because you guys had a mentality, right? At twenty three, twenty four, at a young age. I know being in at the job, you're like I'm I'm done with this, but. What made you realize like what it takes? Because not everybody at twenty three, twenty four years old had that mentality. I but mean, what? Yeah. Why did you have it? Was it because from you growing up? Was it things that you read, people that you saw? Like who were people that motivated you? Honestly, I give a lot of credit to Bruno. Like Bruno, he read all the books before we did. You know, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like all the books that kind of set the groundwork for your mentality. Yep. Um, and he told me, and he had made us read the books, so we were all reading the same books. Like we would all be reading at the same time and be like, Hey, like, like we, and then we'd all talk about it and we'd all connect on it. And like our mentality was all the same, you know, it was just so in sync and it was beautiful because we all were reading the same stuff. So we were processing, like I saw something in this chapter that he didn't see. And then he saw something in this chapter that I didn't see. And we talk about it and talk through it. And, and yeah, so it was, it was definitely books. It was YouTube videos. It was reading stories of other successful entrepreneurs, watching interviews of of people like Mark Cuban, Steve Jobs, just trying to trying to kind of understand where that that everyone came from a different place, and and a lot of people had similar stories. You know, starting in a garage, starting in a basement, starting in a van. You know, everyone had their starting place. Yep, it's like you know what Warren Buffett does, but you don't know how he does it. But it's figuring out his mindset. Yeah, it's figuring out what what patterns does he do, and that's what you guys were discovering. And then you yeah. took those success principles and applied it into your guys' business and brand and model, which is why it's, you know, it's been a success and continues to. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Okay. So what now you're 24 years old, 25, and your business does over a million a year, right? And you guys started, I mean, you were doing everything from, you broke a million from your kitchen, I think you were telling me. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah, we were living, when we were living together, we were starting to, we finally were starting to figure out like online advertising and, and being able to make sales through our website and we were just shipping everything ourselves. We'd pack everything in, you know, poly mailers, stick them in a, in a big sack, drive them down to the post office ourselves, pack our car. Um, it was cool. Like we, we felt like it was better just to do it, try to learn everything ourselves so that we can feel confident, like passing it on to someone else. You appreciate it. Yeah. You know. It's like, I've done it. Like, you know, I can, I, it made us, it was easier to like delegate when you know what it entails. Yeah. When you look at, things from from a few years ago was was would there be anything that you would have changed or maybe done better or quicker um you know when you take an audit of that or do you feel all those experiences what made you where you're at now yeah i mean like if i can look back we would have you know invest instead of individually cutting out with a scissor every you know label we would have maybe invested in a machine earlier you know but you don't think about that when you're doing it yeah, you, you don't just... even you don't even know that it's there you know, you think that this is the only way because you, you haven't watched that video yet. You haven't talked to that mentor yet that can tell you about it. Yeah. And and how, you know, having a mentor, having people guiding or having the right team, you know, why is that Why is that so important? You know, people that are listening to this, they're part of a an organization or, or a business out there and they have a mentor, they have, um, you know, kind of a system. Why is that so important? Well, it's important to talk to people that have been there and done that. It's also important to let someone else kind of, you know, take a look at what you're doing just from an, like a non, you know, unbiased perspective and be like brutally honest with you. And I think just like, you know, talking to people that have experience, that have life experience and a business experience, relationship experience, it's always, it can only help. 
Yeah. It's your, it's your uh, GPS. It's your shortcut. Yeah. For sure. Everything. We've, yeah. we've had so many amazing mentors, like so many that have helped us with everything. Yeah. And now going to, when did you guys get, so how did Shark Tank all happen? You know, cause that's, mm-hmm. that's, that was huge for you guys. Yeah. And so walk us through that story of how that happened. Yeah. Shark Tank honestly was on the radar from day one. Um, a friend of mine, um, was on Shark Tank in, in the early seasons and, you know, he, he was on it, I believe on season two. And it's actually, the show's like 10 seasons old now. So from day one, you know, Shark Tank was always, it was already on TV when we first started. And we actually watched, like me and Bruno would sit on his couch and watch every episode. And like, we're obsessed. And I got, you know, Bruno obsessed with Shark Tank. And I actually applied to Shark Tank via email when, when me and Steven had Cloud9, even before we had a website. Wow. Like I just sent him an email with the idea. Like, hey guys, like I want to get on the show. I have this. We have this idea of a beach town with a pillow. So you had no sales, and you we were, didn't even have a website. We had nothing. Website. Not even a social media. Yeah. So like, from day one, Shark Tank was something I wanted to do. So you know, we just there's no secret. We just applied four years in a row, and every year got a little bit closer until we finally broke through and and got got up to LA to audition and you know impressed them with our pitch and you know our our story and, and luckily got a chance to go on the show. Yeah. What, were you guys doing any like sales at that time or just kind of, I think yeah, we, we were pretty, we were doing, I think when we were on the show, we had already done cause we, we pitched in September of 2016 mm-hmm. and at, by September our sales for that year, were like one point something a million. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that was before that. That was before shark Tank. before shark tank. Yeah. That's amazing. And getting, you know, getting business right, because I know, and we'll go a little more into Shark Tank, but, you know, anybody that's out there that's trying to build up their, their network or build up their, their customer base, right? Tell us some of the things that you did, you know, walking on a beach, singing on a beach, doing whatever, because a lot of people are trying to be behind their technology in today's world, right? But you got to be out. And that's one thing I noticed about you. You're very, you know, you're outgoing, um, you're willing to talk. So talk us through what you did to go from zero to one plus million and, and getting acquiring customers. Yeah. Well, when we first started, we didn't know about online acquisition. Like we didn't know about Facebook advertising. We didn't know about Instagram ads. We didn't know about any paid online advertising. We just thought, okay, you post pictures, you get followers, you know, you try to get people to go to your website. Mm-hmm. So since we live by the beach, we would just walk up and down the beaches, you know, every single day and approach people on the beach, mainly girls, because that was our target demographic. And we'd have them follow us on Instagram on the spot. And we'd have our towels. We'd be handing out. We actually ordered some. We kind of like, we, we, we were getting a little clever with it to try to entice people to take pictures with our towels at the very beginning. We ordered about like a few hundred sunglasses from China. And we would hand them out to people in, in, uh, for them to, in, in uh, return, post a picture of our, of our towel with a pillow at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's a trade-off. Yeah, trade-off. And we'd, uh, we'd have them post pictures. And then we just learned Instagram by going out there. And, and interacting with people and like having contests on the beach. We take pictures, we post it like, and then we like have like 30 pictures by the end and we'd like, you know, vote, have a vote on which one's the best. And we, we gained like, I think 10,000 followers by just walking the beaches and talking to people all over town. That's amazing. I mean, you're, you were never, you guys were never afraid. You never, you just executed it. Yeah. Cause like we didn't, we didn't have any other option. Like yeah. we didn't have Cause jobs. you didn't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't want to go back to the to, you know, quote unquote, the dark side for you guys. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we didn't have any other option because we didn't have income. Like yeah. we, we had to, like we had all day to do something. So like, let's go walk the beaches. Yeah, you, let's... you burned your bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Much. And I think that's such a big thing. 
in life entrepreneurship, you know, just changing is when those bridges are burned. It's like, this is, there's no alternative. And then you're willing to do things that you never were willing to do. And, and people are sometimes so afraid to go talk to somebody, you know, the worst thing is they just don't talk back. Yeah. And you know, you just, it never phased you guys. No, it, it didn't phase us. Like we had each other. We were confident in our product. We, we like, we were all bought in at the same time. We amped each other up. We kind of, you know, we were there for each other. We, we were like, we were like cheering each other on. Like yeah. we made it fun. It, it was fun. You know, walking the, like we're walking the beaches in San Diego. It was beautiful out. You know, yeah. we were Tough young. Life. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was fun. Like we made it a game. Yep. Almost like a contest. And that's important. And that's part of our, you know, our VCF brand is, you know, we want victorious in life, contributing, giving back what you guys do and having fun. If you're not having fun, then you're not, you're not in the right industry. You're not doing the right thing. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you still, you guys still have fun. Yeah. You know, and every time you talk about it, it's, you know, we were just out to dinner before and we saw some, um, you know, some, uh, blankets and and towels and like, Hey, you know, like you, you see that burning you because you've, you've seen it from give birth in a way you've Mm -hmm. seen it from the brand from nothing to, to where it's at now. Yeah. And, and it's cool. I didn't even know that it was originally uh cloud nine. You said cloud nine, cloud nine. Yeah. And then we actually have these, Oh my God, we made business cards and we found, I found one like, like while I was moving out of San Diego and they're so funny, like looking at them. Isn't it funny seeing it where where it was? It looks so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was actually. Have you ever seen um, the, the cover? I have my first cover of the book, and it looks like a science project. <laughs> and nobody's nobody's really seen it. But when you look at your first kind of thing that you made, I'll, I'll show you later. Yeah. But you're like, oh my god, that was terrible. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. So with. Now going to Shark Tank, uh, walk us through how how was it going on to that? So when you got accepted in your go, being around, who was there at the time on that show? Um, it was so we had the original judges on our mm-hmm. um, on our panel. So it was Robert, Lori, Damon, uh, Mark, and and uh, Kevin. Okay, so, so how walk us through? How did it feel? Were you intimidated? Were you like you know? Yeah. So that day was just ridiculous. I'll never forget that day because we so we were on set at like six a.m. And they, so the way that, the way that Shark Tank works is they film all the episodes for the season in two days. So they just like pitch after pitch for two straight days. So if you ever watch the show, you'll notice like they're usually wearing the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and we got there at 6am and we're like, you know, okay, we're going to pitch probably in a few hours, blah, blah. So like all day goes by and granted we had, so we brought a bottle where we filled a, a water bottle full of vodka to like, to like ease our nerves because we were all like <laughs> we were shit we were super scared like it was like the most nerve-wracking we were yeah. all really nervous and um and we're in our trailer like like waiting to be called and like hours are just flying by and they're not calling us and it's and we're like what the hell is going on like we're in that trailer just all freaking out like we're, we're taking shots like we're like calming each other down like one of us is cursing the world one of us like just relax like we're just like in there like frantically waiting like when are they going to call our name and then it's like six o'clock and we find out like by industry rules if like the sun sets or something i forget what exactly what the rule is like they stop filming like like they like they have to or like because they can't go on overtime or they can't work too many hours yeah, the, the and all that yeah and then and then we're like to make it worse we find out that this is if, if we don't get to pitch today we don't get to pitch this season because this is the last day of, of their filming. recording yeah yeah so like we're, we're out of luck and you know with tv shows it's like you're out of luck you're out of luck like they don't care like, mm-hmm. and then we're like oh my god we just wasted all this time like i'm gonna like this is ridiculous we're getting mad and then all of a sudden they they knock on our door we're the last pitch of the entire season 
No way. The rap party for season eight is literally an hour after our pitch or whenever our pitch ends. And, you know, they, they, and as soon as they open the door, I think we all black out. Like we just like, <laughs> we, we, we black out. We're just like, the adrenaline is pumping. Like our hearts are re- racing and they, they take us in a golf cart over to the set and they open the doors. And like, we almost trip, like if you watch it, we almost like trip over each other walking into the tank. And then we walk in there and we stand in our spot. And there's like 50 seconds where, you know, they tell you to stand there while they prepare the shot. So like 50 seconds, you're standing on your spot and you're just looking at the sharks and they're and like nothing's rolling. So it's just like real life. And they're just like looking at you. You never met them before. That was your first yeah, time. Never met them. You know, they're looking, you know, Damon's looking at us like Lori smiles and, you know, Mark's on his phone. They're pl- I remember they're playing a Drake song. Like I vividly remember that like in the background, like a Drake song is on. I forget which one. But um. Like there's 50 seconds of just like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't out yet. No, it wasn't out yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they hit record and we started our pitch and um, I think we were in there for like 40 or 50 minutes. You were in there that long. Yeah. So they cut it down. You know, that's, you're in there for as long as it takes. Some, I, I've heard pitches, some pitches can last up to like two hours. Really? Yeah, because like then they just they chop it up and they make it, you know. So just make, asking you questions about. Oh yeah, they're just they're just drilling into you. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, I honestly can't tell you much about the pitch because I forgot. Like, I, like we were all so, so such adrenaline. It was such a, it was at a high voltage that after the pitch, you know, we made a deal with Robert. That's public. Um. Our, like we were just drained. Like we we went out to like celebrate, you know, our, making a deal with Robert Hershevik, shaking his hand, giving him a hug on TV. And well, then, what did that feel when when he said he, and you agree to the deal? You're just like, whoa, this is this is real. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. I can't even. I don't remember what it felt like because all I <laughs> I was like numb. Like I don't like. We, well, you guys were numb because you're drinking, you know, water. Well, yeah, that <laughs> we like we blacked out from the adrenaline. Wow. I don't think it was the vodka. It was the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the vodka helped a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, fast forward to, like, you know, we're sitting at Ruth Chris trying to enjoy, like, a steak. And, like, we're trying to, like, celebrate. But none of us could even smile because, like, all the life and energy out of us was sucked out. We couldn't even look at, like, we couldn't even smile and, like, celebrate the proper way because we're like, what the, what just happened? Um, but yeah, fast forward to now, you know, Robert's still on the team. He's a great partner. He's there for us when we need him. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was a great experience. What did you learn from Robert? I mean, he's cause billionaire, right? And, yeah. you know, created, what did, what was his biggest thing? Tech, I think it was. So cy- cybersecurity. Cyber so he security. owns a cybersecurity company, mm-hmm. um, and it's doing really well. You know, he's very involved in it. He's a true entrepreneur. He's from an immigrant family yep. from Croatia. And um, yeah, he's a great guy. He's he's connected us with a lot of people. He's connected us with a PR company. He's helped us, you know, make some make some sales into into wholesale. And him and his team are very helpful. Yeah. What were some things being around him, or just you know in general, like during that during that time, even to now, that take some top takeaways? You know, like I I say, you know, that billionaire mentality. Yeah, I mean, it's he's just like always on. He's like always sharp. He's always thinking, he's always learning. He's always, you know, trying to connect and he's just a good person. I think the biggest thing is like, just don't like he's, he's, he might be the wealthiest guy in the room, but he's still one of the nicest. Mm-hmm. He's a good person. He's, he treats everybody the same. Yeah. It's uh, I was listening to rock a few uh, weeks ago and he was getting an award and it said, uh, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Yeah. And you know, and that's such a, such a huge thing in today's world. Is a lot of people don't, don't, 
don't act on that either. Yeah, they get blinded by success, you know, by status or title. And, you know, even for you, the first time I met you, just, you know, really humble. I mean, I know when my friend Brian met you, like, you don't know who's who. And, yeah. and we start, you start talking and then he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, Brandon's, you know, did this and that. I'm like, wow, you know, but you just don't show it because it's just, it's great, you know, but it doesn't make you who you are. You know, who yeah, you exactly. are is, was one thing. What you did is another thing, mm-hmm. right? But when you combine them, then it's just like, you know, don't don't let that be the thing that makes you the, the inside the DNA of who you are. Yeah. Uh, it's just a part of you. Yep, exactly. And that's that. And that's that's awesome. What you know, talk a little bit about just saving the fishies and how that came came up and then just the mission, right? Yeah. Because people in life, whether you're in business or not, you gotta have a mission. You gotta know what your medicine is to the world and what your mission is, right? So talk about how you guys acquired your mission and and then talk a little bit about the effects of what you've done so far with that. Yeah, so from from the early days of even walking the beaches, we knew that Sandcloud had to have a mission. Um, and we felt like since we're on the beach, you know, we're, we're starting this brand grassroots walk on the beach, but you know, in San Diego, you know, big marine life community, we wanted to have our mission be to help protect and preserve our environment and marine life. So we partnered with some nonprofits in Southern California that do some work in marine life conservation, whether it's rescuing seals and sea lions from the beaches and nursing them back to health to legislation, to beach cleanups, to, you know, protecting our water and, and doing, you know, doing tests on water purity and making sure that, you know, there's not too much pollution in the oceans. Um, we just knew that we needed a mission to grow a loyal fan base. You know, we needed fanatic fans. We, we couldn't just sell them a towel because they wanted a towel. We had to make sure the towel stood for something. Yeah. And what have you guys done up into the, uh, up to this point? Because I know I've seen a lot of cool things in giving back, yeah. money that's been raised, you know, ten yeah, percent. We've donated over a hundred thousand dollars. We've we've given these these nonprofits an outlet through our social media channel of over you know a million followers through Instagram and Facebook to tell their story, to do you know behind the scenes takeovers, and they're a big part of what we do. You know, we we want to have the platform to share with them to get the message out because a lot of these nonprofits are, they're not well funded. They don't really have the bandwidth and social media experts and people to like run all their channels. So we're kind of like the media hub for them to kind of, you know, show what they're doing and all the amazing work they're doing. Yeah. Is there any things that you've learned over the past few years about the the world and about just, you know, what, um, the world kind of needs oceans or just our, our, you know, environment that yeah. maybe you took away? I mean, the, the biggest thing that I've learned is that single-use plastics are the biggest detriment to the environment. Why? You know, at least one of them. Just because they, they're such a waste. You know, pla- we, America uses, I believe, 800 million plastic straws a day. 800 million? Yeah. I believe I'm, I'm not – you could fact-check me later. Google it. Something <laughs> like that. It, it, yeah. A lot, an absurd amount. And as you see, a lot of, you know, resorts, hotels, people are – even Starbucks is they're transitioning to paper straws because these these objects, paper you know, plastic bags, they, they end up in the ocean and they end up around the necks of sea lions and turtles and, and whales and they, they actually are they can kill these these animals. And they're also polluting the water, which is what us human beings we, we go in the ocean. You know, we're the ones swimming in this crap. So I think that's a big thing. And I don't claim to be an expert at all on marine life or, or environmental I'm a, you know, we're not, we're entrepreneurs. We have to make money. Yeah. You know, we're not a nonprofit, but we might as well partner with nonprofits and amplify their mission through our, our following and, mm-hmm. you know, our channel. Yeah. You guys are collaborating and you're completing each other because it, it goes in, in sign yeah. and, and sing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And what is you guys kind of mission, you know, for the next say five years, what are some of your guys goals? I know obviously growing more Yeah. and you know, you're, you're acquiring more uh, items and different things. 
But um, what are what's some of your your missions and bigger kind of future plans you've, you guys see yourself? Yes, yeah, so we have a lot of goals. Um, you know, some things we want. You know, we want to transition all of our. So one thing we want to do is we want to transition all of our towels to be made from recycled material and organic cotton. Um, we want to transition, which we're already doing, uh, our, our apparel to be 100% sustainable and made from recycled material. That's awesome. Um, we want to make more sustainable products, more you know, water bottles that promote you know, using you know, reusable drinkware, getting away from single-use plastics, and just uh, expanding the brand, you know, getting into stores, you know, growing the distribution, and, and being able to you know, grow it to become an international brand and keep the message, um, you know, keep it consistent and keep it strong. Yeah. And you guys have such a great message. I mean, your products are awesome. I know you guys acquired the, the sunscreen you were showing me, uh, yeah. before, uh, you know, a year, two years ago and the water bottles big and obviously the towels are so awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about the towels It just, you know, what, what they are. I know they're sandproof, which is really cool. Yeah. So they're, they're Turkish towels. They're, they're thinner. They're more compact, easier to travel with multifunctional. They're, they're just, you know, they're modern day towels that millennials are into, you know, it's easy to, pack. they're very cool. Yeah. So many cool ones. It's yeah. easy to pack in your bag. And, you know, we, we found a great supplier in Turkey who, um, you know, who, who made these towels. He's been with us since day one. And, um, you know, we just kind of, you know, I don't, we didn't invent Turkish towels, but, you know, we, we kind of brought them into social media. We, we, I feel like we did a good job marketing them as, you know, more than just a Turkish towel, but something that you can, you know, wear around your waist, put on your, you know, use as a decorative object in your house. And, and, um, and yeah, our towels, you know, there's a lot of great benefits to them. They, 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 they dry fast, sand flies right off them. And, mm-hmm. you know, now, we, that's the worst when there's sand stuck to your towels and then you're just yeah. like, what is this going on here? <laughs> exactly. This is very important. Have you ever been to a Turkish wedding? Not a Turkish wedding. Wow. No. I've been to a, a lot of Persian weddings. Go, yeah. You, well, they're pretty similar, but they're fun. Yeah. They dance. All Middle Eastern weddings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I look food. at <laughs> The food's great, and they're dancing. It's a workout for, for two hours, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's a good time. No, it's, it's awesome. I'm so excited for you guys, man. I mean, 28 years old and just seeing what you've done in five years. I mean, you're, 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 you guys are a story that inspires you know, and you're, you know, somebody that people are going to, are definitely admiring and just your mission and just, you know, the, the product that you guys have developed and the story of it. Um, and just in five years, I mean, that's really, really, really awesome. And I, I know you guys are going to check them out without a doubt. Go to sandcloud.com. We'll attach everything. We're even going to be having, um, we'll have a special promo for you guys. I think what we were going to do rock life 15, rock life 15, one word for a 15% off our website. Let me just confirm that. Awesome. That is and that's code. coming out of, uh, um, out of Brandon's pocket. So thank Brandon for that. Seven Rock Life Nation. It's actually coming out of Brian's pocket. Brian's um, pocket. All right. You know, cause and, uh, it was a golf bet. Yeah. Bruno, he, he's, he's good. He doesn't come out of him. <laughs> um, that was good winning today, right? That was, that was really fun. Yeah. Come yeah. back. You know, we looked at each other and we said, we need to, we need to not lose. Yeah. I looked I at losing. Once we turned the 11th hole and I looked at Brian, I just knew that he was demoralized. You yeah. Know, there was no chance they were going to win. <laughs> It's amazing. No, it's it's a good time. It's it's fun when you're around great people. And you know, if you're listening to this guys, surround yourself with just people that are, you know, that are go-getters. Surround yourself your your tribe of life is is going to affect your vibe. And you know, I've been so blessed to be around so many great people. I mean, this is our 23rd episode now, and we started in in uh end of March, beginning of April, and you know, we've grown into 35 countries and it's just really awesome getting around people that are just push you that make you better and and Brandon's one of those guys. And and it's funny you can just meet somebody yeah. a couple times and you just connect exactly because you're on the same yeah. wavelength. I'm sleeping at your house tonight. Yes, I know <laughs> exactly. And uh, it just uh, it's cool when you 
around um, the people that have vision, have dreams, and just impacting the world. Yeah, and uh, which is great. You're it's, is that it was that right? Rock Life. So Rock Life fifteen. Fifteen one 15% five. Fifteen percent off. Yep, fifteen percent yep. off. We appreciate that. Of course. You know, and, uh, Seven Rock Life Nation uh, is going to check it out without a doubt. Support you guys. Support the mission. Save the fishies. Hashtag. Yeah. We'll attach all that everything, and we have two more things, and we'll, we'll finish up. You know, best tips for people out there. You know, listen to this that are in business, right? Mm-hmm. Some things that maybe you've learned and taken away. So, three tips that will help people just maximize their business moving forward into this. You know, this this year, the, the remainder of the year. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's there's a million things. Um, three things th- that you feel are best. You know, that you've yeah. discovered that you do that will help people. I'll just, okay, I mean, I'm not. I'm 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 definitely. Um, I'm plagiarizing a bit, but I mean, everyone says similar things. Start with the why, obviously. Simon Sinek, great, yep. great guy, great book. Read his book, watch his stuff. Start with the why. You can't, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong by doing that because you know it, it's just you have to build fanatical fans. No matter what, if you have a pizzeria, if you have a deli, if you sell towels, if you sell golf clubs, you have to have people that are obsessed with you. That's the only way you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. You have to get people that are so obsessed with you that, that so obsessed with you that they would get you tattooed on their arm. <laughs> it's the truth, or you're not going to make it. You have to get you have to build fanatical fans. Um, and people that buy into you, they buy into your why. Yep. And if they buy into your why, then eventually, if you come out with the right product, they will buy it. Whether it's a towel or a water bottle or a straw or a, or a sweatshirt, you know, we started selling towels in San Diego, and now we sell. We sell a hoodie. So because we had a strong why, the person in Wisconsin who didn't live by a beach, she waited. She she liked the brand, but she didn't want to buy a towel. But then we had a hoodie, and she was ready to buy that because it made sense for her, and she bought into the why. Yep. You know? So why? That's number one. That's great. Sorry, the why. I would also, you know, I would enjoy the t- enjoy the early days, you know? Like, find joy in the early days when you're struggling. You know, if you have good partners, pick good partners, too. That's number two. Pick good partners. Find the right people to, to go into business with because it's, it's, it is a marriage. It's almost more than a marriage because you're growing this. You're, you're building a, a, a child together where it's, so it's, you're intertwined in everything, in every decision. So make sure you, you partner with someone that's in line with your why and you, you, really, are, you really can get along with them. Um, and then I would, do, I would document the journey too. Like utilize social media, take video, you know, raw video, produced video, whatever you want to do, tell your story, um, you know, grow your ambassador team, share with your, share with your fans, you know, behind the scenes, like be vulnerable, put a face to the brand, like make it human. Don't just look, don't just like hide. Don't be afraid to get in front of the camera because it only will make your fanatical fans love you more. Yeah. Authenticity is everything. Yeah. They need to see who's behind this. They want to see that you're a, you're a 28 year old, you know, that lives in New York that's running the show or like that, that that's one of the co-founders because they can relate, you know, they want to see a person. They don't want to just see, you know, pictures and, and, and social media. Yeah. They want to know that it's, it's real. Yeah. Putting a face to it makes it real. Yeah. That's all. Those are awesome tips without yeah. a doubt. And there's way more tips that, you know, yeah. I'm still learning too. Like, you know, it's every day, man, every day, every day. So where can people find you? So they can find, so sandcloud.com mm-hmm. is my company's website. Um, you know, DM us, you know, with any questions or anything. My personal email is brandon at sandcloud.com. 
you can find me there. Um, but yeah, those are the two main, you know, two main places. I appreciate the support from anybody. Yeah. Now check them out guys. Go follow them without a doubt. And, uh, just excited. And we have one last thing. We always finish off with this and this is our seven rock life nation. Um, you know, last question. So you ready for this? I'm ready. It's a legit question. So, okay. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, mm. what would your one message, one word, one sentence be for the world? Damn, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's why we mm. ask it. <laughs> mm. Mr. Brandon Leibel. Damn. Can I have a second to think about this? No. No. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. What would, my... what would your message be? What do you feel that the world needs and yeah. a word, a sentence? So what would your message be to the world? Yeah. Yeah, there's so many cliche things I could say, but I don't want to say them. I want to think of something unique. Um, yeah, I would honestly don't wait for anybody's approval except yours. Oof. Why? Because people, I f- the thing is like there's so many people that are going to tell you it's a bad idea and kind of download their insecurities on you. And they're just going to, they're just can't, they're just cancerous and you have to get rid of them in, in your life. Um, don't, if people aren't clapping for you and rooting you on, you have to get rid of them. You have to find people that'll cheer for you and you can't wait. And there's always going to be someone that thinks your idea is stupid. Um, and a lot of people, unfortunately listen to that one voice and don't pursue it. And they don't listen to the 20 other voices telling them to do it. So, you know, you got to just not be afraid of, of a no, because every, every no is closer to a yes. Man, can I say something right now? That was that was the number one question uh, answer on the twenty three episodes. They're my favorite. Give me give me a you pound. You don't say that's everybody. No, I d- dude. You can go through each one, and it's <laughs> nothing against everybody else's. All of them are really great, but you just you said it on point because I've been talking about a lot a lot about that. Don't seek approval from everything and everyone. Yeah. Because you're gonna get let down. Your approval has to come yeah. from you, from inside of you, from your source of life. And I, I, I love that because it's, you're right on point. Yeah. So you're, you're, gonna, awesome. you're always going to piss someone off. You're always going to, yeah. you know, get the, you know, you're always going to have someone that's cheering for you, not cheering for you. Yep. Thinking, you know, but if it makes it. you happy yeah. and it, it's your medicine and you feel good about what you're doing, you go do it and go make it happen. Exactly. And if you're a true friend, you're going to encourage a person, yeah. not discourage it. You know, hundred percent. a lot of times, like you said, you, others will put their kind of lack of success, you know, and, and have that hater mentality. And it's just, it's sad. Yeah. You know, and you pray for them, but you know, you move forward and you go do you. Exactly. So awesome, awesome podcast. I know so many yeah. people, guys, share this, um, you know, comment on it, leave reviews. Uh, we'll be posting this, you know, everywhere. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We want you guys to continue to inspire, dream big, dream often, guys. Uh, you heard Brandon's stories and his, and his partners and just SandCloud, how they started from nothing and how an idea can be birthed. And uh, just don't let anybody steal your dreams. So keep well living said. to inspire, guys. Check out our SeminRockLife.com. Check out SandCloud. RockLife15 is the code. And uh, we just appreciate you all tuning in. Have a blessed, blessed week. And uh, keep living to inspire. Signing out. Life. Peace. Peace. Fly